It's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by... Boil Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boil Sports, this is betting. Hello everyone, a very good morning to you or a very good afternoon or a very good evening or whatever time of the day or night you're watching this, whether it be first time, second time or you're so engrossed by the information the 10th time. Welcome to the champ.ie podcast and time for something a little different. Instead of a detailed look ahead at the weekend, we have got on board the great bandwagon that will take us all the way to Gloucestershire, train strikes or no train strikes in the middle of March. And look ahead this week to the five big championship races. Let me introduce the cast that we have assembled with the traditional Barry Doyle motto of every expense spared. Uh, the team is Barry Doyle, the founder of Champ.ie. He's the handsome one, top left. Uh, top right is the man who has all the answers. Sadly, he doesn't have all the questions. Uh, Ronan Groom, and I'm delighted to welcome as a special guest, uh, Pordy Hassett, part of the Ball Sports trading team. He'll update us on the market. Um, he's got a nice shirt on. I wonder whether he still have his shirt on or did he lose it during the course of the Chatham Festival. And also a moment of silence for an absent friend. Uh, if anybody's seen anybody that admits his name is Thomas Coyle, we'd be very pleased to hear from him. So what we're going to do is go through the five big championship races, champion hurdle, champion chase, stayers hurdle, Ryanair and Gold Cup. And of course, we want your involvement. What we want you to do is to enter a championship five cast for a ball sports free bet. How do you do it? Well, first and foremost, you subscribe. If you haven't done so, please click now. We'll pause when you do it. And then you put your five cast into the comments. And after the 18th of March, we will send the winner uh, how to access his or her winning bet. And later in the program, not only will we hear from the master trainer, Joseph O'Brien, but we will also tell you about last week's uh, five cast winner. And oh, you got your hand to work. You should have, you should have gone before. <laughs> Mike, um, this is actually, it's it's a trip to the, the Boyle Sports Irish Grand National. So accommod accommodation, uh, tickets, two tickets, and uh, a voucher, a uh, £100 uh, or euros. I've never been, maybe I should uh, enter. Voucher. So, so there Great you go. day at Fairy House. <clears throat> so all the five cast day. entries, Mike, all the entries for the next three weeks, uh, all the five cast entries. Next week, we're going to look at novices. The week after, we're going to look at handicaps. All the entries, obviously, to qualify, you need two winners or more. So five cast galore down below, and obviously subscribe. I right. don't know about handicaps. I'm looking at four of them, I think. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's um, go straight in and talk about day one, talk about the champion hurdle. And, of course, it, it's just it's so bizarre that the realistic prospect of the last three champion hurdle winners not being in the race, but being in the race after the, the mayor's hurdle which means that most people now look upon this as a straight fight between Constitution Hill and State Star. 
Britain versus Ireland, one of the great Cheltenham showdowns. Bonnie, let's start with you. Is that how the market is now seriously looking at this? Yeah, it's very much a two-horse race uh, in, the, in terms of the market. Um, I don't think it's going to be much of a showdown myself. I'd say that Constitution Hill will will destroy State Man. He wouldn't be fit to see him, I think. State Man's been beating the same horses the whole time here in Ireland, beating Vauban. Um, you know, even the last day in Leperstown, I mean, Zana here and Pied Piper weren't too far behind him. Um, Constitution Hill will just destroy them. Like, he'd be in a different league. I think... Um, State man will just be giving him a lead, basically. Um, it should be very straightforward. An Irishman tipping an English winner. Shock. Horror. <laughs> um, is he right, Ronan? Oh, he's uh, muted himself. He's, he's, he's lost for words, as unusual for him. Press your button, mate. There we go. I think it's a pretty uh, simple start for us here, and we don't need to spend much time uh, on the race. Like, I completely agree with Paddy. I think State Man's been beating the same horses two, three lengths all season. Like, he's rock solid State Man. He probably win most champion hurdles, but um, we just running against the freak here. Like, oh, Constitution Hill. Like, he like his most impressive performance was at Cheltenham last year in the Supreme. Like, I don't think he's even topped that this season. Uh, so I think we could see a monster performance here if Stateman goes fast enough for him in front. It probably is an each way Stateman. Like you could look at him for like an each way doubles or trebles um, through the festival. Like you'd be hard to knock him out the tree. Like it takes something crazy. Like it's probably going to be a small field. But yeah, it's not a betting proposition for me. Um, Constitution Hill, but I think he'll win easily. And the thing also, Barry, is if we get eight. And we go then each way three places, and he can find the right third horse, even if you do think it's a match. There's going to be some decent each way prices about. I know you like your old each each ways. Yeah, no, not in this one. I'd say you probably have five or six runners, if even, in this. And and I think Paddy's writing statement. It'll be pretty straightforward. He'll go out in front. Constitution Hill will probably pick it up two out and and go on and win. I think it's full house for Constitution Hill. Um, as Ronan said, we probably don't need to spend much time on it. There will be a couple of stats thrown out and jotted down a couple. And and that's uh, obviously stats are there to be broken, but there'll be lots of people on the circuit saying, you know, obviously Constitution Hill and the double um, hasn't been done with the Supreme. So Supreme novice hurdle winners don't, well, not too many of them went on. I think it was 1971 uh, the last time. Throw that out the window. He'll break that stat. Um, Nico could be his first uh, winner in a champion hurdle as well. So um, I think it'll be straightforward. Stateman, though, in any other year would just be you know, a very strong favourite. And, and it's great we have that race. It, it is going to be somewhat of a race. Um, before Christmas, it wasn't looking likely. But Stateman, um, in fairness, he has progressed. And in any other year, he'd be a worthy favourite. But it's just unlucky, I think, this season I, I, to run to. I don't, I don't think he would be. You don't think so? No. Well, I mean, if, if, if Constitution Hill isn't running, surely then Epitant, Honeysuckle, a mm. couple of these run as well. Yeah, you probably actually have a, a better race if Constitution Hill wasn't running, you know. It'd probably be more competitive. And I think one thing yeah. we also need to make sure as we look this year, what William Mullins wins a handicap with. Think back to Sir Deschamps, started at one a handicap and then went back and did decent things. And of course, State Manor winner of the handicap a year ago. So uh, at least the tried and trusted route. But State Manor at least has experience around Cheltenham and that's quite significant as well. At which point I would like to bring in Thomas Coyle, but as you can see, he's just left us a message. <laughs> So we are Constitution Hill unanimous? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, 
and I presume many of you are. Well, that's your first leg of your five cast. And then we move on to Wednesday. Um, and he's been crying ever since I saw him after what happened at the last Cheltenham meeting. <laughs> His beloved Ernestamine getting well stuffed in the Clarence house. Uh, back to defend his title in the Queen Mother. And, uh, of course, it was the full house for Willie a year ago. It was the one that had gone away. Um, are you in a forgiving mood or is your wallet in a forgiving mood, Mr Doyle? Uh, I'd, say, I'd say you could overcomplicate it, uh, Mike. I, I, I think he, I think he'll win again. Um, you know, I, I think the last day, obviously... Probably the the pace of the race early in in, in the contest. I think editor Dejit had his own way, you know, out in front. He was able to control the race, and Eric had been quite keen early in the race. I'd say he wasn't absolutely fully wound up either. Um, I think connections are pretty bullish that you know he's going to come forward a lot for it. Um, in terms of where he's going to win the race, look, I, I think gentlemen to me and editor Dejit, the pace angle in here is going to be critical. Um, they could it could turn into a bit of a burn up up front. They don't necessarily think an Ergamine has to make the running, but I think coming to I suppose between four and three out, I'd like to see him, you know, really, you know, using his stride. I think that's where he's going to win the race. He's putting the others under under pressure at a key point in the race. Um Edward Stone will obviously track them in behind. Um he's always vulnerable to, you know, a, a mistake. Obviously, we saw him coming down on his on his penultimate start. Um, I think the race will set up nice for an Ergamine. I don't think he has to make it like lots of people do. I'd like to see him on the outside as well, because as Ronan suggested on the Monday show, he does have a slight tendency to shift slightly right. So, you know, I, I just think it'd be easy for him if he wants to track the leaders on the outside. Um, I think, you, could, you know, you could overcomplicate this. I think he's the best horse in the race um, on ratings and in general. And, you know, I think he's a monster, to be honest. And I think he'll, he'll win it again. Do you buy all this white fence stuff, buddy? Or do you just think it's uh, a tad of the baloney after a late <laughs> night in uh, in uh, after a late night in the Lord Bagnall? Ah, I I'd, I'd be worried after his last run. You couldn't but be worried. Um, I wouldn't be so worried. I didn't think it was his um, the way he went through the race was any problem. But I definitely worry about his jumping. Yeah, he was jumping right and jumping into the back of horses. But he was every time he every time he was long at the fence, he really went right. Like he was. You know, which would be a big worry. Like if, if he jumped him off on the outside, he could end up anywhere. Like the way he jumped the last day. Like um, I, like I, I think like it's it's uh, it's hard to have a bet in it. Like because the, the the rags look to have absolutely no chance. Uh, then that leaves the editor the gate gentle to me. You couldn't back either of them because they're both of them are keen and wanted their own way in front. You could see them taking each other on. Um, like if you ask me after the arc last year or, or the start of the year. Would you back Edward Stone in the chap chase? I tell you, you were no, no chance. Absolutely a million. But the way things are going now, you kind of be starting to lean towards Edward Stone. He just he's he's going to be ridden the way he's ridden, which isn't which might suit in this race. And you know, he's he's probably the one that's hardest to knock, if you know what I mean. But if Energy Mean comes and does everything right and doesn't jump to the right, and you know, he he he's the best horse in the race. I would say, but I'd be very worried about the way he jumped the last Well, you and I have had to suffer Doyle for months <laughs> on this, Ronan. Um, is he going to be smiling like the proverbial Cheshire cat or will somebody else get the cream here? Uh, no, I don't think he will, Mike, to be honest. I, I'm 
definitely I definitely have concerns over Nerjamin over the last last run. I think there's huge concerns there. The way he jumped right, as Polly said, jumped into the back of horses and stuff. And I don't think it's as simple as people saying, Oh, look, just just go and make the running with him next time. I think there's it's not even even tactically the race wasn't set up for him in that way this year. As I said last year, like that race completely fell apart. Like um Shishkin obviously pulling up and Shaq and falling, like and he's been able to get away with jumping right there and coming wide into the bend and you know, he's beaten Fun and Bulls of Ola uh, and then by Allen in the end, like it was just a terrible race. Um like editor Jeet, I think, has to have has to have a chance. It's probably the one that's underrated. Like a lot happened in that Clarence house. Um, you know, there was a lot to unpack from it, but I think that he was probably a bit underrated with everything else happening in behind with Mean and things. Like, you think Edward Stone, everyone made the big case that he came up to him and had to use, he was tracking um, Mean all the way, and then Tom Cannon realized he's not going to win, and then he had to really use all, all his diesel to get up to uh, Editor Rajit. And there, there wasn't much made of the way that Editor Rajit actually picked up and went on again. Like, he was probably idling in front, like, so it's a fair effort from him. Like, if you go back to his Kempton run, uh, you know, he beat uh, Nube Negra 13 lengths easily, probably underrated again because Edward Stone fell in that race. And, you know, back and forth, Fanon Bosavola was beaten 36 lengths. Like, Barry likes to hold up that energy mean form with Fanon Bosavola, but he's beaten 36 lengths there by Editor G. I think he's the common horse, really. And out of all the prices there at the moment, 6-1 to one about him is possibly just to just just underrating him a little bit edward stone i do obviously respect arco winners obviously a fantastic record in the race um you know i i think he's kind of surprised everyone this season and the race will set up well for him the way he cruises in behind so i think he is i'd have him probably slight favorite over an Mean now and i think it's a lot of hype around an Mean. well you know ronan editor to g at five to one is probably one of the worst prices i've seen for the entire meeting and I'm going to say something to you as well, Anna. <laughs> you know, he's he's about what twelve? He's about what twelve pounds to find? Is it with energy? I mean, it's 166. He's he's he actually has down, ten pounds sorry, to down, find. Down. <laughs> you say you say you say he has twelve pounds to find. Nerjamin has to find five or six lengths with him. And don't you worry, he will find it. Don't, there's no way editor of the Jeep won't get his own way like the last day. Not a hope in hell. If there's too much pace in this particular race, it's not going to be the same scenario whatsoever. It's just now. Okay. A spokesman okay. for the Energimine okay. fan club added. Uh, we will see. That is day two. And that's now time to make your mind up about the second leg of your five cast. Download and, the Boil Sports uh, app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. And the lads will give you their five cast at the end of all this. And we will also touch on this weekend's racing. But now let's move on to day three. This is the double header day. Um, we'll talk about the Ryanair chase shortly. But we have the Stayers. Um, and it's a, a race where an awful lot of horses at the moment are set to take their chance. Could be, uh, we've been talking about small fields for the first two. Um, Paul, it could be a, a big field this time. Uh, and it's almost a question of uh, name that uh, winner in one. Um, first of all, just tell us what the market looks like and where has the recent moves been in this? Obviously, Alaho gone out of the race now, throws it wide open. Now we're talking uh, in Stairs Hurdle. 
Oh, sorry, I thought we were doing Sorry, it's true. Ron Evans. Uh, Osher, the Blaze and Cal obviously winning at the weekend. Um, big, big move for him there. And uh, Tihupu, obviously, very impressive with Gorn. So it's very much built around the front end of the market here now. Um, home by the lead, Tihupu, Blaze and Cal, uh, all the money for those three. Um, obviously, Florian Porter, question marks about whether he'll get there. So he's been easy to back. Um, but yeah, very much front front three in the bet. And we'll hear from Joseph shortly. Um, where's your shilling then? If I give you a shilling, where would you put it here? Oh, see, I'm a generous I, man. I, I I'd struggle to, to I'd struggle to to have a bet in it. Uh, to be honest with you, um, Blazing Cal, I I um, I think it. You have to worry then that the bounce factor. Also, I, I think it's a big nev- negative that he has the young fella riding at claiming five. He won't be able to claim in the race. To me, that that's a that's a bad starting point. You're five pound behind him at, at the start. I, do, I don't care if he knows the horse or doesn't know the horse. It, it, to me, that's a negative. Uh, Tiopo, you'd have to be ground concerns if ground came up quick. He looks very very much ground dependent. Home by the Lee's probably been winning poorish races. Um, so I, I, they're not bomb proof any of the front three, to be honest with you. So as a layer, you, you'd be liking the look of this race. You'd be you'd be definitely kicking on. Um, I think Florian Porter, if he jumped back, if he got back to his best, uh, and if the vibes are good around him, I think he's probably the value in the race. He's probably too big at around ten to one, and um, I'd maybe maybe something like it wouldn't completely shock me if Paisley Park ran a big race. Now. I think so, of course, is to me, Danny Mullins is one of the great front-running riders around, and he and Florian Porter have been a, a marriage made in heaven. Speaking of marriage, oh no, it's Ronan. Um, what we're going to do here? Uh, this, he doesn't believe. Is, um, go on, this is going to be Irish, isn't it, Ronan? Um, yeah, I I guess so. If you look at the market, that it's the top three there. Home by the Lee as well. Like um, blazing cow. Like I tend to agree with Paddy. Like um, with the with Philip Burns riding the horse. Like I, that's it's a logical, I suppose, to to leave you know the five pound claimer up. Um, for all that, now be fair to the, to him. He gave him a fine ride at Navan, and he's given a few nice rides recently, Philip. And he's definitely a talent upcoming. But putting a five pound claimer on a horse in a Grade One, um, it's it, it's just completely illogical, I guess. Uh, Tiopu, I just never really taken to him. Um, I'm not sure. Does he completely stay the three miles like that run that race uh, down at Goran was very slowly run and he just probably speeded away from him at the end like a really well run three miles. I still have a question mark about him. Home by the Lee, like he's probably priced up as he was now. He seemed to be a bit underrated through the season, but he's a five to one chance there now. Six in the race last year definitely has improved, so we'll, we'll definitely be thereabouts. If Marie's Rock goes here, I'd give her a chance. I'm not sure is that completely confirmed yet. Um, and to be honest, like classical dream was the horse I kind of like, but I see he's 25 to one on the machine now, which wouldn't augur well for whether he's going to show up or not. If he did show up, I'd, he'd definitely be a bet at anything around eight to one, nine to one, that sort of price. Um, like yeah, he's, well, he's a, he doesn't need to make the running, but he's very good, fresh, um, and, you know, kind of ruined his chance last year by running and going, I think Willie referred to that. Like if he showed up, definitely he'd be my play here. But I, 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 of all the outsiders as well, like and and people think it's mad. Paisley Park, I think, can definitely run well. Like like just just right off the run, the last day it was a slowly run race. It was never going to suit him. He needs a real, he needs a real test these days, and he'd probably get it here. And I could see him running well. I could definitely see him running into a place. So 
it'd probably be a big price in the day. I wouldn't put anyone off that. And the one thing we do need, and you normally got <coughs> these, have you got crystal balls anywhere nearby? Um, the reason I say that, Barry, is clearly to me, this is a race which a lot could depend as to what ground we get at Cheltenham on the day. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. I was just about to say it. Like, obviously, soft ground to you, boo. Blazing Cat has, has, I suppose, decent form and a bit of better ground. Uh, interesting. Never even thought of the angle, I suppose. The party just you mentioned about, you know, Philip Burns and the five pounds. Interesting. Didn't even cross my mind, actually, uh, when looking at the race. Um, because the old man did when it was sold it. So, Charles yeah, but I, I, I <laughs> keep blazing. Was Russell, wasn't it? No, it was Carberry. Oh, was Carberry, Carberry won the stairs hurting him, yeah. Carberry, arse in the air. Um, yeah. Blazing Cal, uh, he, he obviously is looking more the complete package, isn't he? Obviously, we've, we have only, only seen him once this season, but um, anyone who went seven to one, you know, bigger, he was floating around that sort of price prior. Congratulations, that's a great price. Nine to four, as Paddy said, it probably re- is reasons to take him on. Uh, to you be the same with the ground. Home by the Lee, I completely agree. I couldn't have him winning it, although we will hear from Joseph. He gives it as his best chance at a meeting. Um, for me, I think non-runner no bet Marie's rock nine to two. Um, she is she has a right chance in this, I think. You know, I was really impressed what she done. The Rel Keel, obviously, she's two-time a course winner. She's by Milan, she's won on good and soft ground. Um, that's not ground is not going to be an issue to her. She's versatile that way. Uh getting the seven pounds, she's a massive player, puts her in around one six. Well, getting seven pounds, she's gonna be she's gonna be banging the picture if she runs here. Uh, obviously, she's not proven over three miles. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Looking at her breeding, looking at the way she hit the line in the, the rail keel. I think she's a massive player in here. Non-runner, no bet. That's the value for me at nine to two. Looking further down, Potty's mentioned uh flooring porter. You know, will he get his own way in front? There doesn't appear to be a massive amount of pace. So he could be in the picture again if rocking up in that same type of form. Um, so did certainly be looking at more Marie's Rockham and and, and Florian Porter, certainly at the prices. She's settling better. She's won her last four, and I think she's still on the improve. She looks well, doesn't she, in the stable tours, Marie's Rock? Well, there is the uh, Stairs hurdle. Um, and as I said, a few unknowns, a few of what may or may not turn up, but definitely turning up when he gets there in time, is going to be home by the Lee uh, for Joseph O'Brien. JJ Slevin, his cousin, set to take the ride. One of the improvers this season. Delighted to welcome to champ.ie, Joseph O'Brien, the horse's trainer. And he has been exchanging words, shall we say, with Barry. Delighted to be joined by Joseph O'Brien on the uh, Champion podcast, of course, episode number 30 of the season as we gear up towards Cheltenham. Joseph, big weekend for yourself. Uh, of course, Facker Dudery uh, entered once again at Ascot. How is he? Of course, a four-time grade one winner. Yeah, he's in good form, Barry. <clears throat> and he obviously won the race last year. And we're looking forward to taking another swing at it this year. Super looks a cracking race, of course, uh, with Shishkin in there, Pictori uh, amongst others, and uh, I suppose real race to look forward to once again. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it's probably a deeper race than what it was last year. Very different ground conditions. Um, but yeah, we're 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 looking forward to going there with our guy. We think he's in good nick, and hopefully, he gives them a run for their money. I suppose lots was was said after um, his most recent start. Obviously, Hot and Colours was was coming there, travelling quite well into the race. But Fakir Dudery, would you say that's probably his biggest strength now? I mean, he he really stayed on to the line. We impressed. 
Yeah, he stayed on well. JJ felt that, you know, it was still all to play for. Um, he hit the line strongly. Um, it did look as though Hato Kalor was going well at the time, but um, you have to jump the fences and, you know, we're we're very pleased to win a good race with Arvai. And fitness-wise, do you reckon he's come on again from the last day? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, he's in real good nick. Um, he's fitting well and he goes here with, you know, he goes here in, in very good condition. Super, and of course the Ryanair chairs blown blown wide open. Is uh, could Vacker do the name beyond the Ryanair this season? Do you think if all goes well on on Saturday? Yeah, I think um, I think you know we we won't uh, consider that until closer to the time. Um, you know the Ascot race has been the plan, and um, and you know we'll see we we'll train him up to Cheltenham, and JP and Frankton will decide whether he goes to the Ryanair or whether he waits for entry again. So yeah, that's something that we'll just push that down the road for a little while. Super. Banbridge must come on to, to Banbridge, of course, uh, twice a Cheltenham winner, winner the Martin Pipe last season. You must have been absolutely delighted with his run, staying on well to the line in the arc of the Irish Arkle. Yeah, it was a great run. What looked an extremely hot race. He hit the line strongly and, you know, he looked as though he'd enjoy going back up and trip. And um, uh, we're looking forward to the spring festivals with him. Yeah, obviously the Turners was mentioned. He ran into Mighty Potter at Fairy House. That was on soft ground. Do you think on better grounds, he could bridge that deficit? Yeah, well, listen, I don't know about bridge the deficit, but I certainly think we'll be a better horse on better ground. And it'll be interesting to see um, how much closer we can get to him, hopefully a fair bit. Um, uh, it looks like it's likely they'll both meet in that race. And um, it should be a fantastic race again. Super. And just looking at this, because obviously he was out early, Joseph. He was out, I think his first race was on the 1st of October. Good to yielding ground. Jumped beautifully at Cheltenham. I suppose training a horse like him, you know, who's 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 out early. Did you have to, I suppose, back off him for a little while in in the winter period, or, or I suppose between? Yeah. yeah, he had a little break after after Fairy House. Um, I uh, missed Christmas, and we we aimed straight for for February. So so yeah, he's had a little freshen up, and uh, you know, we think that hopefully the spring will be will be when he's um uh shining or at his best. And I suppose is that always what you've taught us was moving up from two miles to two and a half. That'd be more his his trip. Yeah, well, we thought we you know. I think he's. I think he's still perfectly capable of performing well at two miles. We saw that the last day at Leopardstown, and we saw that in Chetnam earlier in the year. But um, potentially, he'll be a shade better when he goes further. Super home by the Lee. I mean, he's an absolutely massive improver. Um, I'm sure be very popular down in County Cork for the for the Cheltenham Festival with a name like that. Has he surprised you how much he's improved this season, Joseph? He's mm. he's been a real improver. Yeah, but I suppose he was a good horse last year. He was only beaten five lengths in the in the in in the world her last year and uh, and um um yeah, we'll we'll you know, it looks as though he stepped up this year and um um he goes there with a live chance in a race that's after hotting up in the last six weeks. What would you say is his biggest asset? Uh well I suppose stamina, you know, he stays well. Um and um and uh, you know he saves energy through the race as well, which is important when you're going those extreme distances, especially as you go up in class. So, so um, um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's the right type of horse for the job, and um, um, we're looking forward to 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 hopefully we get hopefully we get there in good shape, and we're looking forward to taking them on. Comfort zone, uh, of course, has been to the UK a couple of times this season, uh, and he's been flying the flag in terms of your juveniles this season. Two Grade Two wins. We impressed. We impressed with how well he battled. He really battled hard to beat Scriptwriter, didn't he? 
Yeah, he did. Um, you'd have to be impressed um, with you know both of his graded wins, um, uh, as well as his maiden, which has worked out very strongly. And he ran very well in Fairy House too, only a week after he won his maiden. So <clears throat> uh, he's a horse that uh, has done nothing wrong, and he goes to try and put a live each way chance. Super. Dawn Ryzen, Saint Silks, of course, uh, owned by JP also, was a grade three winner, of course, at Navin, beat American Mike. Uh, and was very exciting. Obviously, he was a winner at Listole as well on, on better ground and ran an absolute cracker, Joseph, in, in grade one company, of course, the Lauders and Ace. He did, yeah. Um, you know, he's likely running on the Albert Bartlett. He's shaped as though he'll enjoy uh, uh, going up in distance. And um, uh, he goes there with, I'd say, an outside chance. Moving on, just a couple of your other juveniles, Joseph, before we do move on. And uh, Nosray Common Practice. How are they? And I suppose, is the plan Cheltenham with those? Well, they have entries um, uh, in the in the Fed winter and, you know, um, we'll see what's getting in and all that kind of kind of stuff closer to the time. But they have options there and they have options at home as well. Looking at the handicaps, obviously, is there anything, I suppose, that you're particularly looking forward to? We've mentioned a couple there, but anything for yeah, Bustleton will, will probably stay at home. Uh, San Salvador potentially will go for the coral, and um, uh, yeah, we yeah, so yeah, we a few bits and pieces there as well. But 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 I think we're better, uh, rep- stronger represented in the great races. Super, Joseph. Listen, absolute pleasure. Wish you the best uh, for the uh, spring festivals. Before we let you go, um, I suppose from your perspective, horse you're most looking forward to running at the Cheltenham Festival. Um, I think um, uh, home by Lee probably is 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 one. You know, he's he's marked himself down as a you know a, a obviously a great one winner this year, and he'll go for stairs with a real life chance. Super, Joseph. Finally, last question. Switching obviously attentions to the flat. Um, obviously it's a couple of months away, but any particular horse that we I suppose champ that listeners should be maybe keeping an eye on with a view to the flat campaign twenty twenty three. Um, I suppose um, uh, you know Al Rifa, uh, uh, being a uh, the national stakes winner from last year, is is an obvious one, and Philly Call above the curve is you know she won the Allery in France last year. Um, there too to keep an eye on. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. So from the stayers to the Ryanair Chase. And of course, uh, there's still a doubt about one or two as to who's going to go where. The likes of uh, Conflated. Mr. O'Leary saying he wanted to get his money back. Uh, sponsors the Ryanair, of course. Gordon says he goes to the Gold Cup. Um, but uh, this was probably seismic this week, uh, Body was it not? Uh, what the market did in the aftermath of Alaho, because I still regard Alamo's demolition job two years ago. Alaho, uh, when he absolutely took the field to the cleaners, as one of the great Cheltenham jumping exhibitions. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, it was an event with Alaho in the race, but uh, it's thrown a wide open now. Um, any amount of horses could win it now, so it looks like it could be a real good bet in heat. Um, give us an idea as to who now sort of sits at the top of the market, which is probably uh, not Shit. a place you want to be. Uh, you, you, Shishkin, Fakir, Dudari's Fury Road. Blue Lord, uh, Hot on Colours, them five would be the would be the front five in the betting. Um, so what happens today is going to be crucial here. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if Shishkin bombs out Saturday, he's gone. Like you know, um, Fakir Dudari's, Fakir Dudari's. Then obviously, 
he's probably the solid horse at the moment if you were to have a bet. If he goes and wins in Ascot, you could see him shortening up. I don't think he'll get too short because there is plenty of opposition. So I, I, I could see him maybe getting into around a 5-2 to two chance, but not much shorter, I'd say. Um, it's 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 a good race. It's plenty chances in it. Um, kind of race you could f- maybe find one in. A Venetia? Possibly if the ground came up right? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. I, I was just looking there. I see Janadil is entered in Saturday in Gorham Park. Mm. Second in the race last year. It went off 12-1 to 1 last year with Aloe in the race. And he's 25-1 to 1 this year. So, I mean, non-runner, no bet. You're, you're backing it at 25-1. to 1, And if he, if he doesn't rock up, you're getting your money back. And if he goes and runs well Saturday, you could be on a real runner. Like, you know, like I, I, I wouldn't mind chancing maybe something at that price. Barry? Yeah, that's the each way one, isn't it? Fascinating. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen him this season. Uh, but if there is going to be a shake-up this weekend, maybe he's a horse that could, you know, you could see him at a single figure price, you know, before the end of the weekend. As uh, Party said, Shishkin, you know, he's 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 the one on ratings. Obviously, if he comes back to anything near his best, two and a half miles, you know, you'd have to think is is really going to suit him. And you know, the wind up, he's had a wind operation since we last seen him. If he comes back to anything near his best, he, he's certainly the one to to be looking at here. Uh, interesting stat: last the last nine winners uh, were all French bred. Uh, so Ronan was talking about the angle of the stairs coming back in trip, you know, have a good record in this, you know, obviously it's going to be, it's on the new course as well. Can be a stamina test. Uh, Blue Lord, I think if the ground came up soft, he'd be the one I certainly would be siding with. Uh, a real improver this season. I think connections, Daryl Jacob spoke about how much the horse, I suppose, has physically grown up. You know, he was, he was a sh- still a shell last season. I fancied him for the Arkle. Ran a respectable race, in fairness. He's ran two good races around the course. Blue Lord, obviously, d- disappointing Mike at the Dublin Racing Festival. Probably had a hard race. I think that's what they've said afterwards at Christmas. Stepping up to two and a half miles, it's it's really going to suit him. Obviously, the Clonmel Isle chase on heavy ground. He was quite keen in the race, held up. I'd like to see him maybe ridden you know, a little bit more forward in the Ryanair. I'd give him a big, big chance. But Janadil, uh, certainly each way. If you're going to play, play it now because he could be single figures. Uh, after the weekend. Okay. Let's move on to the big one, as they call it, namely the Gold Cup. And uh, the first question, obviously, is all about last year's winner, Apluta. A fantastic race a year ago off the back of a monster performance uh, when winning at um, Haydock. But... Long time no see, as they said about the man who was waiting to become a bishop. Um, Ronan, have first innings on this one. Uh, our absent friend is clearly what sort of state he's in when he turns up his key because you know, it'd be a terrific p- performance by the De Bromo team if, uh, after this great big long absence, Aplutar can do it again. Yeah, we will need a monstrous training performance, I suppose, Mike. Like, if he, if he can run to the standard he ran last year, like he's the one to beat here, but that's a big if. And he's got to have to break all sorts of trains to, trends to, 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 you know, to, to emerge and win here, I think. Um, look, he's 8-1. to one. Uh, I think that's fair enough. Um, I thought I put him up earlier in the season before he was due to run at Christmas and then he didn't run, um, which it wasn't ideal. Um 
you know, he is what he is, I guess. It's it's, it's a chancy kind of proposition, I suppose. Look, Gallop on the champ, but, you know, it's, he, he's a different horse this year. He's settled. He's a much different horse than he was last year when he was a all-action kind of power-packed horse. Um, I, I thought he was good at Christmas, I have to say. He settled really well, and when the race needs to be won, he went away and won it well. Now, it was a bit slowly run, I suppose, so probably might have suited him his speed in that case, and you, you do have to have question marks over whether he stays or not. Um. But I think he's solid enough in, uh, at the top of the market. I have to say, like on pure ability, he's definitely the one to beat here. Statler, I'd, I'd give a chance to. He definitely wants a bit of more of a test than he got at Leopardstown and thought he ran well in the circumstances there. He needed to go faster. He needed it to be more more of a stamina test, and he still ran on. Uh, Conflated, I think, is, 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 you know, if he does run here, uh, Gordon gets his way. I think he's a player as well. Um. Yeah, for a bet, I just can't. I can't really like Brave Man's game. I, like the King George winners generally have a bad record here. Kempton, Kempton horses. Um, I think Gallop and the Champ is, is definitely the most likely winner. He wouldn't be the most Yeah, I mean, like that. You, you you're taking Dan Skelton's word there. Um, that that's of what happened the last day. Um, you you really need him to be right with that. That he told you he was eighty percent fit and uh, not ideal for me to be honest with you. I think that's a bit of wishful thinking maybe on his part. I'm not sure if he's good enough. Um, look, I, I can't really get away from Gallop and the Champ, but without wanting to tip him at six to four or eleven or whatever price he is now, eleven to eight. Um, I think it's it's you know. It's, Probably on the short side, so I leave it from a betting point of view. But Gallum the Champ would be going to head kind of vote. Um, I'll save you till last on this one, Bordy. Uh, Barry, um, are we sat? Are we happy about the trip situation? Did that race at the Dublin Racing Festival answer the question? Um, he looks a transformed character. He looks a completely different horse this year. He's done absolutely nothing wrong. I've always actually really liked the horse. At the price he is at the moment, I just think it's a little bit skimpy. You know, I wouldn't be willing to, to plough in now at 11 to away. I think it is a Gold Cup. There's plenty There's plenty in here. Obviously, when you see a Plutard, how impressive he was as run, so it's going to be after a monster training performance for him. Uh, Noble Yates, if he's on the premises, absolute model to place will come home very very strongly brave man's game you know eight to one for a king george winner a high senior cotswell's chase winners don't have a, a decent record in it but he is a massive engine um protector at 12 to one i think there's only been two winners um in recent years that have been you know 10 to one or bigger and um, that was a stat I, I i i saw no 10 year old has won the race um Statler's the one for me. I, I, I didn't mention him when I was listing down through them, but you know he, he's 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 a horse I've actually backed at a much bigger price. Um, loved what he done last season in the National Hunt Chase. I think the new course, Three Mile Two, right up his alley. He's eight lengths to find with Gallop and the Champ. What I like about Statler is I think in a truer run race, an end to end gallop in a Gold Cup, the stronger the pace, the better his chance. He's going to stay. He's going to love the trip. Um, He's only had five starts over fences. There could be a lot more to come from him. They were mad keen on him last season. I'm going into the, to the National Hunt chase. He jumps beautifully. He's a really not, you know straightforward horse. On ratings, and I suppose on recent form, he does have something to find here. At 7-1, to one, I can't see how he's out of the picture in a strong run Gold Cup. Um, and he'd be my bet each way still at the prices. Um, that's Statler. And Paulie, I suppose the, the, the other question about Statler is... Who rides Patrick, Danny? Um, it's, it's an interesting one. How do you answer? 
Um, but it'd be fantastic for Patrick to have a uh, to win a goal, club, <laughs> of course, following the footsteps of, of Sam Wayne Cohen. Uh, is this really a, a one horse market? Uh, no, it's not a one horse market. There's plenty of others being supported. Uh, the favorites, um, would be delayed to meeting, I'd say. Um, he's a shocking price. Um, <laughs> desperate, desperate. Like, I think you'd be off your head backing him at that price. Um, so many unknowns. So easy to pick hole and there's holes in his form. Um, I would I, I wouldn't back him at four to one. Um, um, what would you back him? Uh, I think Noble Yates is is the solid horse. He looks a a different horse this year. He's doing a lot more professional the way he races. Um, even the first day he first day out in Wexford, like he looked, he looked a different horse. He didn't beat much, but just the way he travelled and jumped. Then he goes over, wins well, and then he's a little sighter around Cheltenham the last day. Like I don't think he was too hard in him the last day in Cheltenham. I'd say they were only just getting a look at the place. Um, I think it's uh, it was master stroke from Emmett Mullins, and uh, he's. He's a master trainer, like there's no doubt about it. And uh, I, I, I wouldn't swap Noble Yates for, for anything because uh, he will definitely stay. There's no question marks about him. If the ground came up soft and it came to a slog, uh, I'd be having him. He'd be my a very, very strong bet in that circumstances. But uh, I just party if yeah. um if he uh if he were on one in front and he was three lengths. If you, if nobody else was three lengths in behind coming at the last, you'd be fair frightened now. Oh, you're done. There's no <laughs> doubt. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He just stay, stay. He'd stay. He'd stay all day. Like, you know, there's no. He stays on the Grand National, though, doesn't he? I mean, he's. Oh, uh, he does. Sure, even in the Grand National last year, like he jumped, he jumped the last, made a mistake, looked like he get beat. Then he's pricking his two ears, going to the line, like it's like you wouldn't know what was in the tank. Like I'd say, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I could see. I couldn't. Uh, couldn't see him being out of the frame. I could see the argument for Statler. Uh, I don't think it was a true run race in Leperstown the last day. It's half the reason why you'd be against Gallop and Deschamps. The like, they're doing no Gallop. Like, I mean, what, what's the horse of Gigginstown led him to the last? And sure, he doesn't stay either. Like, he would even, you know, I say at a massive price, maybe Capadano. He, he's in at the weekend. Um, he's in at the weekend in Gorn. Uh, if he's about 50 to 1, I could see him running well if, um, if he ran well at the weekend, again, one of them, if he ran well at the weekend, he wouldn't be 50 to 1 anyway. Okay, well, it's time for you guys to nail your colours to the mast here. Uh, the five cast. Now, if you haven't done so, please subscribe. And then you can enter the competition courtesy of the race sponsors, Boyle Sports. And it means that you can win a trip to the... Ball Sports Irish Grand National at Fairy House on Easter Monday, and you get a free bet as well, and you will get very well looked after, uh, believe you me. Now, you can either like or dislike these selections. Let's go around the three wise men. Uh, Tommy Cole sent me his selections, but unfortunately, uh, it's just a blank sheet of paper. No change there then. Um, let's start with you, Barry. And then Valor Ward is we're doing race by race, go around the table race by race. So first of all, champion hurdle, Barry. Constitution Hill. Ronan. Yeah, Constitution Hill. Paulie. Constitution Hill. Right. That's day one dealt with. Day two, Queen Mother Champion Chase. Uh Barry Energimine Doyle. The, yeah, Energimine wins it. Ronan. 
Uh, editor Dijit. Uh, reluctantly, Edward Stone. Read the Fifth Amendment on this. My job is to ask questions. Yours is the job. Yours is to answer them. Um, let's go to the stairs hurdle then. Um, Paulie, go first this time. I'll take flyer floor and porter. Ronan. Yeah, uh, with classical dream out, I'd probably just go with Marie's Rock. There you are, classical dream out. Well, no, sorry, that's not confirmed. I should I should specify, but look, not looking likely. Uh, and uh, Barry, Marie's Rock, no, 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 bet. And then to the Ryanair, the Alaho Free Zone, Ronan Groom, uh, French Dynamite. Wow. And they weren't dynamite in the rugby, or if they were, Alan was just too good for them. Uh, buddy? I'll take a flyer on Janadil. Barry? Blue Lord. Ah, so the three disagree here. Uh, and what about the big one, the Brutal Skull Cup? And um, Puddy? Noble Yates. Run. Yeah, I'll just go Gallop in the Champ, but it's not a betting race for me, but I think he's the most likely winner. Barry Statler each way right well that's the five casts uh, from the panel before we move on and just touch on the weekend racing quickly and get a nap and next best from the three of you um, let's deal with the last week's five cast Barry let's um, sort that out yeah the winner in here was uh, the last two weeks all compile into one so it's seven in the hat. And uh, the winner again, of the yeah. Okay. The winner of the twenty pound free bet. Get in touch via the DMs um or in the comments below. It's uh, Adam Bramfield. Congratulations, Adam. Get in touch and we'll get you that free bet. Uh credited and to your point sports account. This week's well done, Adam. Um don't forget this week's a really special a podcast five cast prize. All right, on to the weekend. Something for everybody, of course. Uh, yeah, look, sure. Look, the bit, the bit, the main race, I guess, is the Asphalt Chase. Everyone looking towards that. That's going to have a huge building on the the Ryanair. Um, uh, Shishkin uh, taking on Fakir Duderis, probably the the rock solid one in there, I'd say. Uh, and Pictor he as well, who seems to be uh, that sort of track suits him well. So it'll be a good race. Um, out of the three, I'd say Fakir, you probably have to say is the most rock solid um, and can go and win this race again. Uh, I will put up a horse um, at Goran on Saturday, a horse of uh, Paul Nolan's called Back in the Room. Uh, one is maiden hurdle at Goran and ran quite well at Limerick over Christmas. He was fourth there over three miles, coming back to two and a half miles here, Goran on Saturday. I think he could be a bit of a price or at least... At least a decent price, I guess. Uh, he's only had four runs, so quite unexposed. So it could be well handicapped. Um, so watch out for him. Go we will well. let you go and get your bacon and and go off to work or whatever you do on a Friday. Um, and uh, alone with your form book. Uh, that is Ronan Grimm <laughs> of the Irish Field, a very welcome and a regular season ticket holder on the champ.ie podcast. <laughs> and so we're down to two. Um Paul, it's been a pleasure having you on the programme this week. Thank you for your time, your wisdom, your insights. And uh, we'll see what more happens if you get another invitation next week, either because we're short or because you tip <laughs> winners for fun. 
let the natives decide which it should be. Uh, what about you for this weekend? Fakir uh, Dudari is at Sebi Hardbeat. Um, I think he's probably the nap. And um, uh, I like one in the three o'clock in Ascot. Handicap Hurl, uh, Supreme Gift. Um, he's had four runs over hurls, one three of them. Would have won four if he ran out one day. It's his first run in a handicap. He gets in here off 125. It doesn't look an overly steep starting point. He's, I think he's around 12 or 14 to 1. Uh, he looks um, he looks, he looks a working man's price at that. I've got a message here from Tommy Coyle. I know he says, I'll have last week's again. Um, <laughs> Harry. Um, the 410 at, at Ascot, there's a horse running called Ivaldi. Um, fell when last seen, actually running a handicap behind Grey Dawning. And when last seen, Paul Nichols and uh, Harry Cobden has only had four starts over hurdles. Um, three, three of those starts obviously have been in, in Britain. There's a mark of 124. Uh, Todd ran a, a decent race at Ascot and penultimate run on good ground. Obviously, it's good ground again. Finished second and penultimate start. 124. I'd say he could be well treated and nicely weighted there as well. Uh, Paul Nichols and, and, and Harry Cobden in the 410 at Ascot. And I do think Facker Dudari is going to take quite a bit of stopping. And he'd probably be the nap of the weekend in the Ascot Chase, Mike. Yeah, well, I'm off to win Canson for the Kingwell Hurdle. Um, I like to move it. Nappers Hill and a few others in, involved in that. There's going to be plenty of interest uh, in that. And uh, there's, there's fun and games everywhere with, of course, the Grand National Trial at Haydock. Significantly this year, the handicapper can take uh, the, that race into account in publicising the in being finalising the national weights, which were announced on Tuesday, uh, and that concludes the case for the prosecution, my lord. I think is all I can say in conclusion. Big thanks to Paulie Hassett. He's now can add that he's appeared on the glorious uh, Champ.ie podcast, that glittering CV, and uh, thanks to Barry as always. We're back with another one next week. We get those five casts in. And remember, five into one could mean a trip for you to the Boyle Sports Irish Grand National. From the champ.ie team, good luck with your bets. We'll see you soon. Download the Boyle Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boyle Sports, this is betting. Opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by.